0: welcome to the podcast. I am Joe Posnansky and with me is Michael Shore. Michael, welcome. Joe, thanks for having me. You're welcome. I just want to say, we say every podcast is special because they all are, really, if you think about it. (laughs) Um, But we've never had a podcast like this. This podcast, we are taking it to a whole other level. With this podcast. What you're saying is, we always say
1: the podcast is special and we're always lying, but this time we're <laughs> saying it and it's actually true.
0: It's actually true there because you know. we are trying for the first time. We have an actual guest on the podcast. Uh, we have NPR pop culture correspondent. I think that's the way to do it. Linda Holmes. Linda, what, what were you thinking coming on this thing?
2: <laughs> well, so here's what I was thinking. I was thinking anything I do in the podcast has to be better. Then the sandwich draft, which <laughs> omitted grilled cheese, which I am so upset about. I, I was shocked. I was absolutely shocked. Grilled cheese. Unbelievable.
1: Had you been involved in that draft, where would you have taken grilled cheese?
2: It's the first pick. It's the
1: Number only one. first pick.
0: Wow. Number one overall. Wow. Wow. Ahead of peanut butter and jelly. See, that couldn't happen in but this peanut draft.
2: butter, Peanut butter and jelly is a lovely thing for children when I, when, yes, I that's a cheese, correct. when i was when i was when i was a child i ate like a child i thought like a child mm mm-hmm. mhm but, but now yes, that keep going. i am an adult i eat a grilled cheese sandwich <laughs>
1: <laughs> by the way that's insane grilled cheese is like 1 millimeter above peanut butter and jelly in terms of being for adults
3: yeah grilled yeah, cheese if you
1: Grilled cheese and peanut butter and jelly are both on every kid's menu at every restaurant. You can't claim oh. that the reason grilled cheese is better is because it's more adult-like. It's a, it's like the number two kid food in the world.
2: No, that is that is not true. I could find you grilled cheese sandwiches in New York that cost like $26.
1: Yeah, and I can find you peanut butter and jelly sandwiches at restaurants in L.A. that cost like $26. They, they make grown-up, like, adult, versions. stupid adult versions of these things. But you also can't claim to me, Linda – frankly that grilled cheese isn't on every kid's menu right
2: that's a different kind of grilled cheese i'm talking about (laughs) i'm talking about the sophisticates grilled cheese sandwich that's what i'm talking about i'm talking about a good bread a good cheese i'm talking about a sophisticates there is no sophisticates peanut butter and jelly uh
1: that's because it's on you don't need it the uh, the original kid version is still great that's why why it's the best sandwich by the way, I like that we're just re-litigating the, the sandwich. <laughs> yeah, my, my,
0: my, my favorite part about the whole thing is that clearly if we'd had Linda at the draft, it would have been no better than it actually turned out. <laughs> 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 Precisely as bad. All right. I have a question. I have a question. I, we, we have to do in the New York, the uh, Yankee Minute, and we'll have to do that in a minute. But I have a question uh, that both of you can answer because it's it, it it's driving me nuts, and it shouldn't. I should have no matter at all. But – I was watching Star Wars with my daughter, the original New Hope, whatever that first one is called, Star Wars. And they have that famous moment where Darth Vader and, and Obi-Wan Kenobi, you know, fight and all that. And and I wrote it down because it bothered me so much. Uh so Darth Vader says, The circle is now complete. When I left you, I was but the learner, now I am the master, right? Which is like awesome. Like that's really, really cool. And Obi-Wan Kenobi says, only a master of evil, Darth. Right. I've decided that's the worst comeback in the history of the world. <laughs> <laughs> Why? It's horrible. Only a master of evil? That's, that's his comeback. This guy is a, is a Jedi. That's the best comeback. In, it, it, it made me groan so badly. That is not a good comeback at all.
1: Strongly disagree
0: really yeah you, you see strength in that
1: i do because the
0: whole point of the force is
1: there's a light side and a dark side and so right. and and so you've darth is is bragging that he's a master now <laughs> and obi wan is saying like you're he's saying like you're the best of the worst congratulations like you're if this were the english Premier League you'd be like at the top of the relegated teams who cares you know what i mean like it's i think it's a pretty good slam because what he's saying is you can be as good at harnessing the dark side as you want it doesn't make you a, like a actually you know like a like a powerful jedi in the in the truest like sense of the word
0: i say i don't see that I, if he had said you are like the top of the relegated teams in the premier league that would have been strong
1: well that was the original line and then they wanted to make sure that american audiences got it so they changed it
0: <laughs> they changed it to make it all right
1: <laughs> i don't know I linda, was... you weigh, linda you weigh in i i, I feel like maybe i maybe i'm a uh, Hogging the conversation. Are you with me? No, no, Who no. Side are you on here?
2: I, I think I'm on. I think I'm on 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 Joe's side. I think so. Really? So to me, it depends on whether you think Darth Vader considers it a burn that he's evil, <laughs> right? <laughs> and I think if he considered it a burn that he was evil, he would wear a different helmet. That's what I. That's how yeah. I. Think okay.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. strong. That's strong. So it's, that's not strong. A,
2: so it's not a burn to him that he's evil. It's like if you go to a guy in a in a blue hat and he says you know you're terrible at your job and you say nice blue hat and he put the blue hat on
1: but it's you know not I mean? in no well, hang on though it's not an ad hominem attack right because obi-wan knows the story the story was that anakin he basically he and qui-gon found anakin oh, as a that's boy true. and like no, raised that's- him and it was like yeah it's like basically what he's saying is you think you're cool you betrayed your friends and like went to the dark side that's the lamest <laughs> thing you can do
2: this is true. I think it is a terrible burn at, in the first movie, but after it's recontextualized by later storytelling, it becomes a better burn. Okay. So now I'm now I'm on your side.
0: No, no, don't go to his side. No, no, I went because to, it's not. It's
2: to the dark side. I went to the dark side. Yeah.
0: It's it's not a burn. It's, you know that the original line Darth Vader came back was like, "Oh, that hurt," right? I mean, because that come feel on. Like-
1: if I were Anakin, I feel like that would hit me a little bit. Like if right. I if I were like, "Haha, look at me now, Obi-Wan." And Obi-Wan <laughs> said something that made me remember deep in my like adult brain that I, that like he was he like took me, I was a little boy and I was like a, a, a in a slave on a slave planet and this guy came along and took me and like raised me and was my mentor and now I'm uh, trying to kill him and I and Obi-Wan said something that reminded me of that. I think that would hit me a little bit.
2: Right. You've you've nailed the sophistication of a good trilogy or series, which is moments that are not terribly effective. When the thing first comes out, once it is, as I said, recontextualized by the other pieces of the puzzle, then it becomes far more meaningful. I agree that it's a terrible burn. In the first movie, but then it hmm. becomes a good burn. So now I'm on both of your sides.
0: Oh, I like this. <laughs> this is this is what I like.
2: I like did to I, be on did, both
0: those sides.
2: Did I mention I was raised Quaker? <laughs>
0: <laughs> um,
2: All right.
1: I, I would also like to say one more thing. It took Joe and me... Uh, what did we decide like six years before we realized that it would make a podcast be better. If you had microphones like professional (laughs) microphones that cost $40 and now Joe, I feel like now two or three months after that, we're learning that it makes podcasts better. If you have intelligent guests who can come on and talk to you about (laughs) stuff.
0: Here's, here's what I I think though. Uh, You know, and I think we, we talked about this. We've been doing this thing for six years, seven years, eight years, a hundred years. I don't know however long we've been doing it. And we've lost probably 20 of them for technical difficulties. Correct. Um, what are the chances that with a three person podcast that there's any chance that this thing is being recorded right now? <laughs> <laughs> We're at virtual a sixty five percent at most, yeah. right? I yeah, agree. it's probably
1: two to one against. Yeah, two
0: to one against. That's that's sort of what I'm thinking. All right, it's time for Yankee Minute, and and uh, I've, I I got to get scary music for Yankee Minute, and and I don't know how I'll you know what I'll do, but I have to find the scariest music because this is a dreary dreary Yankee Minute week. I think. Hello.
1: Yeah, I thought you were pausing to play the music.
0: Yeah, me too. I'm waiting for the music. I don't have any music. music. That was. (laughs) That's (laughs) what (laughs) you mean. What do you think I am? I don't have any stuff. This is the only music I have. This is it. This is all I got. That's it. That's all I got. I work that in radio.
2: People say wait for the queue. I wait for yeah. the Yeah.
0: See, this is this is the problem of being a professional radio person on this podcast. So I mean that's really I think I honestly think that is my favorite moment in the history <laughs> of this dumb podcast that we do. <laughs>
1: I really do. I think that's number one. You said we have to get some scary music and then pause, and we all were like, "Okay, we're waiting for the music." And then like, after hello? like eight seconds, you just went, "Hello,
0: <laughs> hello!" Like, what? This that really was horrible. Yeah, where did yeah. that go? All
2: right, so so tell tell me about Yankee Minute.
0: All right, Yankee Minute is where we go over the week in Yankee hell that we have both lived as as anti-Yankee people, uh, and you know the Yankees are very. They're they're good, Michael. They're good. They're really good. Yeah, it's
1: really bumming me out. Um, it's really bumming me out. I'm going to assume that there's just there's a low level of scary music playing under that you're going to add.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I am not going to add any music to this right. thing. That will appear as because our, our readers, our listeners deserve that. Here's, here's the problem: the Yankees uh, are, are. Every we all sort of thought that
1: they were going to be good like there was a chance that they were going to be good right like we it was like oh they've got all these great young players and and then like a couple things happened they were great in spring training not that spring training really means anything but i kept like checking i was like oh man they're like like 18 and 6 or whatever in these meaningless games but whatever spring training doesn't mean anything then gary sanchez got hurt they're they're like the, the 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 true kind of like explosive star rookie last year got hurt, and it was like, ooh, maybe that means they'll fall apart. No, they're playing, they're like, better than ever. And yeah. they they have like, not only are all of the young guys, Aaron Judge and Aaron Hicks and uh, Theres, all their, all their young rookie guys, without Sanchez, they're all playing really well, and they're all mashing the ball. But in true Yankee fashion, the old guys that you count on <laughs> to stink are all also playing out of their minds. Like, you like it's absurd. Like Matt Holliday walked five times in a game uh, recently, and like all the, the Stalin Castro and CC Sabathia and, and all every single Chase. guy that you're like, oh those those are the weak links in the lineup or in the pitching staff. Every single one of them is playing out of their minds, and they're going to win a
0: hundred games and win the World Series. Yeah, Chase, Chase Headley's hitting four hundred. Chase insane. Headley,
1: it's insane. I don't understand it. How did this happens every year? Every year, they they refuse. They, it's like there's a there is some kind of weird pixie dust that that props up their old beaten up worn out guys and makes them. And and the problem is is like they eventually obviously Chase Headley's not going to hit 400 for the rest of the year. He's going to go into a you know a normal regressive slump. However, when he does, it won't matter because Gary Sanchez will be back hitting <laughs> home runs every other game. And so it's like that at the like they get these old guys to to like to to play insanely well in the place of injured guys or guys who aren't playing well and then as soon as they don't need them anymore that's when those guys start slumping.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's Linda, it you come from a Yankee hating family, I I, I believe, is that yes. correct?
2: Yes, well my right. dad grew up my dad grew up as a Red Sox fan, so.
0: There you go. <clears throat> okay. So, yeah. so, so it's in your blood to to yeah. hate the Yankees. The problem yeah. with hating the Yankees is we have for years and years now. Is they're, they even when they're bad, they're not bad enough. They're never ever bad enough. Like always, some weird Yankee magical thing happens for them, and they're good. And now we've had like the three years when they should have been absolutely terrible, yeah. horrible team, and now they're good. And it's not good. It's not it's good. Ter-
2: <laughs> it's terrible. It's terrible. It's no fun at all. Even the even the pinstripes are like a company it's i don't like it at all it's like <laughs> business dudes it, it makes me very uncomfortable
1: that's a good i've never thought of it that way that's exactly right it's like they're a corporation right down to their dumb pinstriped shirts that they all wear
2: which is why like when i was when i was growing up so even though my dad was a red sox guy when i was growing up um i lived outside philadelphia so i was a phillies um girl kid and so i sort of watched my formative baseball experience was the 1980 World Series obviously but then Jeez. i also i watched the phillies through like the the Kruk, dykstra darren dalton like the tobacco juice on your shirt ears <laughs> sure. and so that's kind of my baseball aesthetic so i'm particularly offended by by clean baseball players like it's
3: yeah. <laughs>
2: The Yankees always are clean. Do you know what I'm saying? Like they always look like they just washed their shirts.
1: Well that's yeah. comes well, from that, that dumb that comes from that dumb Steinbrenner era yeah. thing of like you can't have a mustache, you can't have yeah. long hair, you can't have any personality, like you have to be this is like a it's like a military outfit where you have yeah. everybody has to like look and act identical and, and we're gonna drain all of the personality out of all of the athletes who play it's, for us. It,
2: It's like Celebration, Florida, where all the Disney people live. You know what I mean? (laughs) All the people who work for Disney, that they can't have mustaches. Like, all the Yankees could work at Disney World. Do you see what I'm saying?
0: That's right. Yeah. 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 Absolutely right. I think there are several Yankees who have places in Celebration, uh, Florida. Which, by the way, is... true. Yeah, you know it's true. You know Jeter's got at least a second home there, for sure. Uh, By the way, for anybody who has ever been to Celebration it's creepier like than than you even expect it to be i mean it is a creepy creepy place you're just driving every blade of grass is is like mown to the exact same height and every house looks like the same and pristine and like it's ready for a 1950 sitcom or something i mean it's it's nuts how that city is like It's weird. I think it's a weird place. It's
2: it's real, I think. Yeah. I didn't know anything about it until there was a guy who was from Celebration who was a contestant on a reality show called Married by America in which (laughs) supposedly – That's not a thing. Yeah. There there was a whole – I will try to keep this short, but it was this brilliant thing where they were going to match people up with people they never met, and then they were going to ship them off – to some kind of resort where they would spend a few weeks together and then they would get married. Um, and nobody, well, nobody ended up getting married, despite the fact that the best thing about that show was the proposals. They still hadn't met during the proposals. So they would stand <laughs> on opposite sides. I, this, I am not making this up, stand on opposite sides of a wall with a hole in it. And the woman would stick her hand through the wall and the guy would put a ring on her finger because they, oh they hadn't
3: this, this
2: met. Oh my god! didn't yet.
1: happen. It
2: did. It was on Fox. <laughs> Ask was anyone. that
1: a Mike Darnell special?
2: I have no idea. I don't remember. I recapped the entire thing, so I watched all of it. Uh-huh. That's
0: that is awesome. By the way, that that could be like a thing. Like you don't even if you have met the person, you put them on the other side of a wall, <laughs> have them stick their hand through the hole, <laughs> and that's how you propose. That's well, that's I- the. the
2: it has an wait, incredibly wait. like sordid feeling to
0: it. <laughs> like, it really
3: does, but it, yeah.
2: But it but it, it happened. It was real. It was on Fox. I watched the whole thing.
0: All right. Uh, that's just bizarre. That's bizarre. Yeah. All right. It's time for the draft and uh the and the draft is the the main reason we have Linda on. So Linda is a, a baseball fan, a lifelong baseball fan, as you picked up. Anybody who can who can bring Darren Dalton out of the you know out of the past is is a baseball fan.
2: <laughs> I I really liked him. He married a Hooters waitress, I think. <laughs>
0: well, mm-hmm. of, well, of course he did. It's just um, trivia.
2: Was, it's, it's not a one. It's not a good or bad. It's just true. I was think. he
1: the was he the Froot Loops guy, Joe? Do you remember or Linda? Wasn't there who was the catcher? Oh, man, that was Mickey uh, Mickey, Mickey Tattleton. Tattleton. Mickey Tattleton. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Never mind.
0: Yeah. Still, still a great story though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so we are, but, but Linda, despite being a big baseball fan, uh, is, doesn't have a team. Uh, astonishingly, right? You do not have a team at the moment.
2: That's, that's right. Cause I've sort of drifted around. I moved, I moved around. I was in, I was outside Philadelphia growing up. Then I was in Minnesota for quite a while. Um, I moved to Minnesota in the summer of 1991, so wow. uh, right at the right moment to enjoy sure. uh, that because, of course, beating the, the Twins beating the Braves was particularly good because I hated the Braves because of the Phillies. So that was very good. But then I moved around so much and I kind of got disconnected from it. And my my family, my sister and her family in particular are big uh, Washington Nationals fans, but I haven't kind of clicked into that. And that's a difficult one because you get blacked out on like your MLB TV and stuff. Yeah. So uh, yeah. it's it's actually the least convenient team for me to root
1: for. <laughs> so I so I'm
2: looking for a team. That's what I'm so looking for. Your, right, so. your
1: home is currently in Washington.
2: It's about I live about halfway between DC and Baltimore.
1: Okay. okay. And, and I feel like before we do this, we just need a little more information. Like right. who were your favorite favorite players growing up?
2: My favorite players growing up. I think I think Tug McGraw I loved.
1: Okay. Sure. Um
2: cuz he used to like when he would come off the field, he would slap his leg with the glove, which I really right. I loved that move. That was, <laughs> that was a move that I loved. Um I loved Pete Rose, but that was a different time. You know what I mean? I loved the fact that like when he walked, he would like run to first. I all that stuff <laughs> sure. was very very endearing to me. Um I don't I mean I I I've had a lot of like it's like when I was in Minnesota, Kirby Puckett was very big, but that was also a different time. So yes. everything gets very, gets very, as, as the thing people say, problematic in my baseball history. So.
1: Yeah. Well, right. sports right. fandom in general is, is problematic. Like you're, you're signing up for, uh, you're signing up for moral dilemmas everywhere. everywhere well, you turn, so. and,
2: and, and let me just say this, and this is, we're not going to do a whole thing, but my sis <laughs> my sister, my sister went to Duke. So. Okay. My major sports fandom for quite a while was Duke basketball, which I abandoned because people ruined it for me. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I don't watch uh, college basketball anymore.
1: Okay, so so really, like the world is your oyster. Theoretically, yes. there's no you yes. don't have any any the the aside from the Yankees, which everybody should does and should hate. Correct. Um, there's no real. Uh, there's no other
0: restrictions here. Correct. Well, but I think, I think there are a couple more questions that need to be asked. Okay, okay. so what, what are the major league cities that you have lived in?
2: I have lived – well, like I said, I have lived in the Twin Cities. I have lived uh, outside um, Philadelphia. Sure. I have lived in New York. Sure. Um, I have lived uh, – I lived in Portland. That's not a major league city. Um, All right. Uh, uh, I lived outside Cleveland because I went to Oberlin. So I lived outside. Ah,
0: very good. Okay, that's that's a big one. Okay. And and the other question I think that is of crucial nature is at this moment in time, what is your number one song on your playlist?
2: Oh my gosh.
0: Ah, you didn't see that coming.
2: I did not at all. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm You're thinking actually... like if it's
1: if her number one song is like Meet the Mets, then we're like, hey, oh, exactly. you should be a Mets fan.
0: <laughs> exactly.
1: This is what I'm hoping for.
0: I'm
2: trying to think, what is my number one song on my playlist? I was listening to Kendrick Lamar this morning, but I would be so full of it if I told you that was my <laughs> number one song on my playlist. Um, what have I been listening to? Um, my number one song on my playlist right now.
0: Wow. Linda? We just lost Linda. Linda, come back. We did. We just lost her. We just totally lost her. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> Linda has just come back.
2: Yeah, sorry about that. My uh
1: Oh. You were saying you were saying something about the uh, 90s alt rock heroes Harvey Danger.
2: Oh my god, it's such a good band.
1: That's what you were going to say? So...
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I <laughs> thought <laughs> there was something specific you were going to say about Harvey Danger.
2: No, no, no. They're an amazing band.
0: Yeah, they are. They amazing. were
2: they're, they're greatly underappreciated cuz they had the one like novelty song, but they're also creeping. Yeah.
1: All right. All right, so we have some information. Who has the first pick, Joe? So we're gonna. So we're, I feel like we're gonna we're gonna throw out our picks, and then Linda can kind of weigh in about how she I feels about each one. I think she about feels each about one. each
0: one, right? And I have the first pick because okay. because yeah. I always have the first pick from here on in, thanks to the sandwich draft. Right, The sandwich um,
2: draft, right?
0: Yeah, that was that was a big big move. See, people said, "Oh, you know that, you, that 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 trade is yet to be." I mean, I I haven't cashed in on that trade yet, so. That's going to be really I cool. can't
1: hear you uh, because I'm eating a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and enjoying <laughs> he gave, he it. So up, I can't hear what you're saying. He
2: gave up so many picks just to be wrong anyway. Like anyway, go ahead.
0: <laughs> very strange. It was very very strange. All right, well the first pick I am actually going to go with the Minnesota Twins uh, since you do have a connection to Minnesota. Uh, I think the Twins are they're just a very very cool team. To like, I think it's important, and and please correct me if I'm wrong, that you don't take a team that's good right now because that's kind of cheating. And right. the Twins are not good. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're but they are getting a little bit better. They got some exciting young players. Plus, they just Minnesota. That stadium's beautiful. Uh, Minnesota's got all kinds of wonderful curses, like they can't beat the Yankees ever. And you know, so that's like when that finally breaks, you're going to be able to have a a cool team to root for. I think the Twins are it. I, I'm my first pick is going to be for you as the Twins.
2: I think that's fair. Um, good... When I yeah, when I lived in Minnesota, my only things about the Twins were they were American League, which to me oh. is only partly baseball. Oh
0: wait a minute, um, this is this is new information. This is new information. <laughs>
1: uh, too late, you already made your pick.
2: <laughs> so that's one thing, and the other thing was that they essentially played inside, which I thought was very weird. Right. Um, but, anyway,
0: but they don't do that now. Now they have this beautiful outdoor stadium and that uh, I know right that would be perfect for you, but I can't put them in the national league for you. so
2: no, I know it's i'm not i'm not I'm not necessarily opposed to American League. it's just it's just a it's a bias I have
0: all
1: right um all right, I think there's one uh logical pick for you, which is it's not logical immediately. It's a little counterintuitive immediately, but I believe it is a logical pick, and that pick is the San Diego Padres. <laughs> So, the San Diego Potters used to be owned by Ray Kroc. Ooh. Ray Kroc invented McDonald's. Um, Ray Kroc made a billion, billion, billion dollars. Mm-hmm. His widow, Joan Kroc, took all the money he made after he died, and he gave it away to place it to, to organizations that Ray Kroc would have hated. One of those organizations was NPR. Wow. Joan Kroc <laughs> gave gave $225 million to NPR. There is a fairly decent chance that some dollar of Joan Croc's has gone to pay your salary. <laughs> so out of loyalty, out of theoretical loyalty to Joan Croc for giving NPR, your employer, $225 million after her lousy, no-good husband died, <laughs> uh, I would say you should become a Padres fan. Now, the, the other benefit of being a Padres fan, first of all, National League. Second of all, they've never won the World Series, so you have, like, it's a true underdog story. Sure. Third of all, their stadium is gorgeous. It's absolutely beautiful. It's, it's a brand new stadium tucked into downtown San Diego. It's, it's absolutely wonderful stadium, great place to see a game. You could get in on the ground floor, and if the Padres ever did win a World Series, which, side note, is never <laughs> going to happen, but if it ever did happen. You, you, and everybody at NPR would be able to celebrate sort of a, a team. What I would consider to be a team victory.
2: That's that's an interesting idea. I mean, I would have to, um, I would have to consult our ethics and standards editor every time I wanted to root for them, so that I could make the correct disclosures.
3: Um, sure.
0: In
2: public, but um, but that's a, that is an interesting idea. Solid pick, solid pick.
0: I don't think it, yeah. I don't think so. I think it's a bad pick. There are a couple of reasons why it's a bad pick. I love the Padres, but there are a couple of reasons why it's a bad pick. One it's it, San Diego's like its own thing. Like if, if you're not from San Diego, you don't root for San Diego teams. Like that's just like, it's, it's like, it's part of the, part of the joy to me is that San Diego is this incredible uh, place with like perfect weather right on the water. Uh, everything's gorgeous about it. And their sports teams are like, give them the last bit of heartache that they will get in their entire lives because they live in San Diego. So to me, that is, it's, it's like, it's like, it's not, why would you take on the San Diego Padres unless you got to live in San Diego is sort of my thinking on that.
2: That's fair. That's fair too. There you go. Fair. also. All also right. San Diego's where Comic San Diego's where Comic Con is. I don't know about that.
0: Well, that's that's true. How do you feel about Comic Con? Yeah, but like you you
1: I mean imagine how enjoyable a much more enjoyable a trip to Comic Con would be. You've been to Comic Con how many times? A <laughs> hundred? No. If like you go I- to Comic Con now, you get to stop by uh, see a catch, catch a catch-a weekend series.
2: I've only had to go once. Wow. Is that true? Yeah.
0: And how did you feel about it when you went?
2: Uh, I am mildly claustrophobic so wow. I took that
0: weekend. So you're swell. saying it what, how does mild claustrophobia affected by like being in elevators with like four batmans and a and you know and 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 some you know minor star from Doctor Who like how is that is that does that extend claustrophobia does it make it even worse
2: Uh-huh yeah it doesn't make it better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: cosplay cosplay doesn't help with claustrophobia
2: cosplay better for regular people than four batmans in an elevator <laughs> that is <laughs> that is a rule for life
0: that is a rule right. for life. all right my second pick i'm gonna go with the milwaukee brewers i don't i don't think i even need to explain uh why i mean i to me it's i understand your 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 affinity for pitchers hitting uh because what's more fun than that Um, but, but that's fine. And if you're a National League fan, then clearly the Minnesota version of, of that is, is Milwaukee. Plus they've got Bernie Brewer, who is like the greatest mascot and they, he gets dunked in the beer. Plus they have the, the sausage races, which is the single greatest, uh, thing I think in baseball, like, like sort of side note in baseball is the sausage races, and they need you, frankly. They the Brewers <laughs> need you, so I I say Milwaukee Brewers for my second pick.
2: Huh? Okay, I'll. T- I, I that that's that seems like a solid idea. One of my one of my friends uh, from Wisconsin, who mostly only cares about the Packers, also sort of roots for the Brewers.
0: So. That's everybody only sort of roots for the Brewers. That's sort of part of the problem <laughs> with the Brewers. They're like, yeah. Yeah. oh yeah, everybody. If you ever meet anybody in Wisconsin, they always say like, oh yeah, Packers and. Yeah, you know, during the summer, I like the Brewers. You know, it's like it's some side yeah. thing in their life, yeah. so they need I you. I agree.
2: It sort of has the role in their life of, like, a minor league team. Do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Yeah, it really does. That's, they, yeah. they need you. Although, we're going to have some Brewers fans who are going to write in angrily now, but that's okay. That's okay. They still need your help. I,
2: I, I like Wisconsin. Wisconsin's good with me.
1: I was going to actually go with the Brewers for my number two sure. pick for all of those reasons, and also just because, again, and I'm thinking – Unlike Joe, I'm thinking specifically about Linda's life. Um, I'm trying to actually put some thought into this. Oh, I see. And Milwaukee has a certain kind of cool um, television. Linda covers television a lot in her in her beat as a reporter. And there's some cool, like, sort of history of television stuff about Milwaukee. There's Laverne and Shirley. And there's a sort of, like, there, Milwaukee is one of those cities that has a kind of television history pedigree That's that true. I think could match up well. Um, with her with her choice um, so anyway I was going to go <laughs> Milwaukee number two but instead I'll go I'm going to go with the Houston Astros uh, used to be a National League team no longer so it you know, doesn't really help but uh, really this is purely this is pure pragmatism now because Houston's really, really good, good and they're really young and they've got a really they've got a ton of like exciting players their best arguably their best player is is uh, is four foot two. <laughs> he's he's the smallest person you've ever seen, and he's the best <laughs> baseball player in the American League, except for Mike Trout. His name is Jose Altuve, and he's so fun to watch. If you start watching highlights of Jose Altuve, you will never yes. stop. Uh, and also, again, never won a World Series. So they have like you can get in on the ground floor here, and I because I think that is kind of important. Um, at least you want to at least adopt a team that has like a drought, ideally a team that's never won, so that when they win, you can sort of be part of the first time or the uh, right. first time they've won or the first time in a long time that they've won. And they, the yeah. Houston Astros are so uh, exciting and so good and so young that if you adopted them as a team, you would be able, hopefully, to follow the core of the team for years and years and years and years.
2: Hmm. That's a good pitch. That's an appealing pitch. I like that.
0: Yeah, I think Houston's a good pick. That's that's a, that's a really good pick. And yes, Jose, Jose Altuve is. I, I think four one now. Four foot three eight. Three foot eight. He is. He's he's Benjamin
1: Buttoning, but for height. <laughs> he's, uh, I think when he was born, he, he was like six eight, and he's just he's slowly just slowly shrinking.
0: shrinking. He's a carry on. Yeah. He's a, he's an airport carry on, and yet <laughs> he's the great. He's so awesome and he's and he's not awesome like in a small player way he like hits for power and and i mean he's he's a wonder he's just an absolute wonder i he alone is enough of a reason to root for houston uh so i would agree with that that's that's a good pick um i'm gonna pick specific to you i'm gonna go back to the national league and i'm gonna pick philadelphia uh just because uh you have the history with philadelphia Mm -hmm. and Uh, yeah, that I can't promise you anything good. I mean, that's, to me, there's something kind of appealing about that. (laughs) I just, basically, I'm looking at them and just going, it's really probably not going to work out for them again. And, you know, and, and obviously it's been fairly recent that Philadelphia had some great success, uh, won a world series, uh, went back to the world series, all those things. Um, And then they basically threw everything into like trying to build a little dynasty for like a five year period and it all backfired and nothing worked out. And now they're, you know, they're they've got some decent young players, but it's probably not going to work out. And I think going in that sort of fits the Philadelphia mindset, right, is like having a having a team where kind of, you know, at the end of the day, it's just going to they're just not going to get there. Uh, so if that matches your personality, I think Philadelphia is a good team.
2: I, I, I would, I'm open to that. I mean, I, I I appreciate Philadelphia. I appreciate having grown up around those folks. Everything I know about surviving as a lady on the Internet, I learned from watching <laughs> Philadelphia sports fans engage with the world. Not so much – not the whole like all the cliched stories about like throwing batteries at Santa or whatever it was. I don't care about Santa. But like that they would <laughs> – That they used to, like, boo Mike Schmidt when he was strikeout, even though he was, like, the best person. (laughs) I mean, I just – that's what it's like being on the internet all the time. So I I appreciate them and the education I got from them.
0: There is such an awesome Philadelphia vibe about what you just said. Every Philadelphia, like, friend I have that's from Philadelphia – I have quite a few, actually, who are from Philadelphia. Every time I bring up the throwing the snowballs at Santa Claus – uh, they're always like, "Yeah, I hate Santa." That's like, that's like, that's like a Philadelphia <laughs> thing. There's no regret. There's no regret about that. I'm like, yeah, come on, what's Santa even doing at the game? Come on. So well,
2: Sa- Santa knew what Santa knew what he was getting into. <laughs> Santa, Santa, yeah, no, not. I don't feel bad for Santa.
1: No, I don't. Either. <laughs> I don't feel bad for there Santa. There you go. <laughs> okay. There it is. Let's, let's <laughs> move on. Uh, I uh, I'm sticking with my th- with my theme here of wanting to uh, offer teams that have never yeah, won anything. Good, okay. uh, that that's kind of my that's that was my approach to this. So my third pick for you, Linda, is the Seattle Mariners. Nice. Now, the Seattle Mariners, it's not they're not like easy to love. <laughs> I would say in the way that, for example, the Astros are, are easy to love right now because they have all these great young players, or or the way that even like the the Brewers or the twins are easy to love because they have a sort of recent history of haplessness. Seattle is always kind of mediocre. They always have some good players. They always kind of underachieve. They play in the Pacific Northwest half the year or more, and as a result, no one ever watches them. They're kind of neglected. They're like a they're a baseball afterthought, despite the fact that for the last you know half dozen years or so, they've had one of the best pitchers in recent history, Felix Hernandez and they have a guy they have Robbie Cano who's you know who's the lights out uh, second baseman great player they have a lot of st- people who would be stars if they were playing in other cities and ha- actually have been stars in Cano's case when playing in other cities but they just kind of like they just kind of sit there they just ne- they, have, they play in a beautiful city in a beautiful relatively new stadium they like they have good players but they just never – They no one ever gets excited about them. Even when they set the all-time record for most regular season wins by any team in history with 116 about 17 years ago and A-Rod was still playing for them, still people were like, ah, you know, I don't know. The Mariners, they're fine. Like they'd still no, – even then no one got excited about them. I feel like what that team needs is excited fans, like dedicated, excited fans in other places – To, like, put them over the the top. And I feel like they – if again, never won the World Series. You could get in on the ground floor and you could bring some fire and passion to the non-Seattle-based Mariner fan base.
2: Hmm. This is interesting because as you make (laughs) Totally not
1: sold at all. (laughs) No, no, no.
2: As you make this pitch to me, this kind of, like, they're unloved, they could really use you, I realize this is the way that I chose men in college (laughs) – You know what I mean? (laughs) And it's a little bit I'm a little bit concerned. Like this is how I fell in love in college. And I'm a little concerned about going back to that, you know, that strategy. Um, but but I understand what you're saying. And it's not like it didn't work on me. So I I I I,
0: I think what what Michael is saying, that he thinks you should pick Seattle because they're like the men you dated in college. I think that's specifically what he's trying to say. Here's what I'm saying. Here's
1: what I'm saying, Linda. I'm saying you can change them.
2: Yes. And that only – You can change them. Other people don't understand why they're lovable, but I can.
1: You can. That's right. You're – Linda, your friends don't get it. Your friends don't see in the Seattle Mariners what you see in the Seattle Mariners.
2: I got you. But if your friends you.
1: could get to know the Mariners a little better, they would. They would get it. You know, they would
0: totally get yeah. it.
2: They'll. They'll come around.
0: You break up with Seattle, and all your friends tell you how much they hated them, and then you uh-huh. get back together with Seattle. We, this is. This is a relationship. I like this. Yeah. The, the yeah. real problem with Seattle is obviously it's a West Coast team. You'll never see them. You'll just never True. see
1: them. that's the problem. That here. is a problem. I admit that's it's a, a problem. major
0: problem. But you know, but there, but that's a that's I, I do like Seattle. That's I mean they should be better liked. I mean you you can't have a better setting than where they play. I mean just in Seattle in that beautiful stadium. It should be awesome, and I think I don't know, yeah. I don't know. something about something about the Mariners. All right, my fourth pick. I can't – you know, I grew up in Cleveland, and I would want to just say Cleveland would be a great team for you, especially since you went to Oberlin, not far from Cleveland. Uh, But I can't do it. As long as they've got that mascot, I can't – I cannot voluntarily tell you to become a Cleveland fan. So next best thing – yeah, next best thing I'm going to tell you to become a Pittsburgh fan. There – you know, it's basically just sort of like it's Cleveland, but with like a much better football team – Pittsburgh is very very awesome uh their stadium is gorgeous it might be the best stadium in baseball uh they've got you know some some good young players uh they obviously have uh you know a little bit of recent success which is which is nice you know but they're not necessarily heading in the right direction uh they have Andrew McCutcheon at this point who is very very cool uh you know and and they've not had any real like you know, they haven't won the World Series in, since 1979, so almost mm-hmm. 40 years ago. So uh, there's there's a lot to like about the Pirates. Uh, I would go with Pittsburgh.
2: Hmm. What's their what's their aesthetic these days? I haven't seen them playing in a while. They used to have, like, some really super terrible-looking outfits.
0: Yes. Still do. Still do. <laughs> Still do.
2: They,
0: they, sort of have the, they don't have the We Are Family thing going, but they got the black and gold, which is, makes them completely yeah. different from everybody else. Yeah. Um, yeah, I
2: got it. I got it.
0: Yeah, you're not buying it. All right.
2: No, no, no. Yeah, that was. It is a very reasonable pick. It is. It is like peanut butter and jelly in that it is a perfectly good late pick.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I like this.
1: Oh man, I am taking it on the chin you today. For, you know what? I take it back. I don't want guests anymore. <laughs> I don't think it's a good idea. I'm getting. I'm getting attacked. Uh
3: huh. Um,
1: that was going to be my fourth pick too. Pittsburgh. Yeah it's a good it's like a old the other thing about it is it's a very old franchise. Yes. As they if yeah. you can't go with a, like a sort of a team that's more abund or that has never won like you know Seattle or Houston or San Diego, I think the next best thing is is to pick like a, one of the ancient teams mm-hmm. uh, just because it's fun. You get to you get all this uh, you know history and stuff. Mm-hmm. So that was going to be my pick. I, and now we're in we're in trouble now because I think now we're at the point where Every team has real problems, like significant problems. Like Cleveland, forget it. Uh, Miami, forget it. They they built their taxpayers out of hundreds of millions of dollars to build an absolute monstrosity of a stadium that no one likes. Atlanta did the same thing, by the way. You can't root for the Mets. It's just against, uh, it's against nature to root for the Mets. Uh, I was going to go with Cincinnati, but I think I'm going to shift gears now and leave the – leave the uh, teams that haven't won in a while thing I'm going to go I'm now I'm going to go major markets oh, um, nice. I'm going to I'm I'm going to switch to a two to close this out I'm going to switch to two major market teams and the first surprisingly that I'm going to suggest is the LA Dodgers wow mm-hmm. so here it's it's a little counterintuitive because the Dodgers because they're LA because they're kind of famous they have you have this feeling of like I can't be a Dodger fan I that's like a, it's like suddenly becoming a fan of like Microsoft or something, right? right, right but yeah. my but my son, uh who's 9, has become a Dodger fan because it's just his local team. And I have to say that like now having been to a million Dodger games <laughs> and watched the Dodgers and followed the Dodgers, there are very there is a lot of very likable guys on the team. And cla Clayton Kershaw is the best pitcher maybe ever. Yeah. Uh, and it's really fun to watch him pitch. And Adrian Gonzalez is a great hitter. And they've got, like, they've got a, a third baseman named Justin Turner who has w- crazy long red hair, which is weird <laughs> and fun. And they've got some very good, legitimately good young players. Corey Seeger won the uh, Rookie of the Year award last year. He's going to be a great shortstop for a really long time. There's a lot of good players on the team. But then also the thing that has sort of won me over to them is their history is pretty great. They have a long history of Yankee hating, which is great because <laughs> they used to be in Brooklyn, obviously. And they also integrated yeah. baseball. Like Jackie Robinson played for the Dodgers mm-hmm. the, for this franchise. And it's easy to kind of forget stuff like that because now they play in L.A. And what you think of when you think of them is like Tommy Lasorda and like Steve Garvey and, who you know, whoever. But really what you should be thinking about if you're choosing a team, you should be thinking about Jackie Robinson yeah. uh, and, they, and the legacy of, of what this franchise did for baseball. So – my fourth pick. I'm breaking with away and I'm going major market. LA Dodgers.
2: I like that pick. That's a good pick. That's a good pick. I like teams with like enjoyable people on them.
1: Well, they do. You mean play, players? Yeah. Yeah. Enjoyable <laughs> yeah. players. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I'm with you. I, I, I totally am with you. I feel like if you're you're rooting for your whatever team it is, is so much more fun when you like the guys. Yeah. Like exactly. when it's not like neutral. It's worst, obviously, when it's like, oh, these guys are terrible but it's also bad when they're just sort of nothing and right. i think the dodgers have guys who aren't nothing they they have actual sort of positive aspects
3: okay yeah. cool
0: that's good and, and they've got this great front office with with really 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 smart people including farhan zaidi who's uh the general manager who i think has I, I could be wrong uh 12 or 13 advanced degrees i can't remember how many advanced degrees he has uh but he's brilliant and a genius and uh and awesome, and he's the GM. So there's a lot to like about the Dodgers. the The big problem with the Dodgers is, uh, one, no more Vin Scully. I mean that that hurts. Yeah, that hurts a lot. That hurts a lot.
1: That's a loss. Yeah,
0: that's a big loss. And two, again, you know that West Coast thing. It's going to make it. Uh, mm-hmm. It's going to make it tough on you. It's going to make it tough. But the mm-hmm. the the um, the Jackie Robinson uh, connection. And and not just Jackie Robinson, they were just far ahead of everybody when it came to integration, uh, even after Jackie Robinson. I mean Roy Campanella and 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 you know, they had the first black pitcher, the first, you know, black catcher, I mean on and on. Uh it's a it's a wonderful history that they have uh, you know, to build on. And so, you know, that's I, they're 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 viable. I think that's a viable pick. Um <laughs> That's all I'm giving you. They're viable. viable. They're viable. <laughs> All right, I'm going to my fifth pick and and I'm doing this specifically for you cuz we're at the we're at the bottom and and uh, they're not that many teams left. So I'm going to do it specifically for you. You can't be a Nationals fan uh for all the reasons that you mentioned. Uh and you can't be a Cleveland fan even though by the way, uh they have I think the most likable player in baseball in Francisco Lindor. I think that guy I yep. think he could not you could not be more joyous. And if they ever do get rid of of uh Chief Wahoo, uh, which mm-hmm. apparently they're very close to doing. I mean there's there's the commissioner now seems to be uh pushing them in that direction. If that ever happens, I think they come right back into into the mix to me. You mm-hmm. know, that's you know. Mm-hmm. Uh but I'm gonna go with Baltimore. Since you're close enough to Baltimore to to go see games there, Camden Yards still a fantastic place to see baseball. Uh another team with a great history, another team that hasn't won in a long time. Uh they're a little bit Weird because they, you know, they're they're sort of you. It's sort of if you like Buck Walter then you can like them. If you don't like Buck Showalter, he he sort of so dominates the way that team plays and and sort of the what they are their aesthetic. Um, but you go to the ballpark, you'll see home runs. Uh, you'll see both sides. You'll see home runs from both teams when you go to the ballpark. Uh, so that's fun. The Orioles do have that fun nineteen seventies history, uh, Earl Weaver, and so on and so forth. So uh, I think as a a fifth pick, if none of these other picks are are interesting to you, I think you go up the road and you become an Orioles fan.
2: That's a solid pick. That's a solid pick. I've definitely thought about that. I've thought about that. You
0: have. You've pondered becoming an Orioles fan.
2: mm, Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I think based on this conversation, it seems like you've spent – Like eighty percent of your life in the last year, (laughs) mulling over which baseball team (laughs) to root for. You know,
2: it's just it's one of those things. Like my my relationship with baseball has kind of come and gone over time. Uh, I went to a no hitter with my dad in nineteen ninety. Wow! Really? Who pitched it? Terry Mulholland. Nice. Uh, Very
3: nice. It was
2: a uh, it was a twenty seven batter no-hitter uh, that was not a perfect game because the guy reached base on an error and then they picked him off. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh.
2: It was the closest you can possibly come to a perfect, perfect
0: game, game without having one. It. Yeah, one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
2: and that was a, I mean, oh my God, that was a remarkable experience. So, so, so much fun. Um, but then I kind of drifted away from it for a while. So yeah, I have been, you know, I've been thinking about it. I've been thinking about it. Well,
0: this leads yeah. this leads to a philosophical question, which is: Can you choose a baseball team? Is that is that like can you do that, or does or does that team have to basically grab you in in ways that you don't see coming?
2: No, I can choose one. All I can right. choose one. If I if I yeah, choose- I think. Go ahead. Go ahead. If I can choose Duke because of my sister, then I can choose a baby. I can't believe
0: you did that, by the way. I mean, we're forgiving you for that, but I can't. It was, it um, was
2: again, yeah. it was like 1990. It was a really fun time to be a Duke fan, to be
1: perfectly honest. And also, you came by it honestly. That's I don't honest. think yeah. there's, like,
0: That's
1: my older sister went to UConn, so I root for UConn basketball. And, like, it's, you know, I, for, I root for the UConn women's team, and it seems like I'm a crazy – you know uh, bandwagon jumper, but I'm not I came by it honestly. My sister went there. What are you gonna do? Your sister went to U- uh, Duke that you're a Duke fan. I think that's totally fine. Yeah, that's I don't good. begrudge Yankee fans Yankee fandom if they grew up in New York and were Yankee fans or mm-hmm. something. It's like I mean they' it doesn't change the fact that they're <laughs> you know dark and twisted and evil. <laughs> No, of course it I did, at, at least Mad I, no, no, I, I came by it honestly. Yeah, I got you. Um, all right, well, I've got one pick left. Uh, we're really in the dregs now. I'm eliminating the Red Sox. The Red Sox don't need any more fans, frankly, <laughs> and uh, and it's also sort of it's also not, I think, as fun to jump on board a team that's like sort of at the top of the heap, mm-hmm. relatively speaking. Mm-hmm. So you know, but we're in trouble here because the Giants are forget it, uh, Colorado, Arizona on their uniforms alone. You can't do that. <laughs> Um, the Reds are kind of a possibility, I guess, but I, I, I can't quite get behind the Reds as a team. I'm going to uh, go with a team that's, that's not very good, frankly. I'm going to recommend you become a fan of the Oakland A's. <laughs> <laughs> the Oakland A's are not good. Uh, they're not going to be good probably for a while, but they are the team that gave birth to the Moneyball phenomenon, uh they the their general manager changed the game forever um they have this intense underdog feeling to them because uh they haven't won in a very long time they have no money. the stadium they play in it looks like a place where kim jong un would do military <laughs> exercises like it looks like a it looks like well it looks like um Where, like, a scene from, like, a Mad Max movie would take place where people are fighting to the death. It is the worst, not only the worst stadium, but the worst structure, the worst physical structure I have ever seen in my life. I've been to, like, ten Okanay games in my life. I have gotten food poisoning at at least three of them. This is not a joke. I got, if you have food at that stadium, you will get food poisoning. Every Every... Every seam in the concrete of this structure in which they play leaks when it rains, like badly. Like it I mean it really looks like a weird post apo it looks like Escape from New York. it looks like it's set from the movie Escape from New York. And as because of that, it really lends this the team this feeling of like, we gotta help these guys. Like we gotta get them we gotta get them out of here. Like they're in they're in danger. Uh, and I would I wanted so badly for the A's in the when they had all of their kind of money ball success. I really wanted them to win, not only because it would have shut up a lot of annoying people who claimed that Moneyball didn't work in the postseason or whatever, but just because like it they, they deserved to because the because the idea that led to that team being good was revolutionary and righteous and great. And now everybody else is caught up, and the people who have that espouse that philosophy are spread throughout baseball. They can't; they don't have that edge anymore, and it bums me out. And so, someday the A's are going to are going to actually uh, win a World Series, and it's going to be wonderful. Uh, or, by the way, they're going to just move to Las Vegas, <laughs> like the Raiders did, and that'll be sad. But I feel like you—it's a righteous cause. Being an A's fan right now Ooh, would be I'm a righteous, right. a righteous, righteous yeah. cause.
2: That's interesting. That's my last That's pick. That's an interesting pick. Um, the the stadium The stadium aspect is is interesting because it does play into the kind of spirit of the team. I was uh, I was interviewing Ken Burns at one point about baseball, and we got talking about the. Uh, he had been to the new Phillies stadium, and he told me that he had a really good black bean burger at the new Phillies stadium, <laughs> and he told me. He told me it felt like the wrongest thing in the world to have a really good black bean burger at the Phillies stadium. So that like weird spirit of stadiums, like I get that. And so the idea of like a a Mad Max stadium is kind of intriguing.
0: To me, it is like it's the only stadium in baseball where you are really, truly going back in time. They talk about that timeless feeling of going to Wrigley or going to Fenway, and there's some truth to that. But you go to an Oakland baseball game, and you're going right back to the 70s when there were like yeah. 2,500 people in the stands, and the whole place smelled like beer. I went to an Oakland game. It's never. I think everybody knows this. It's never hot in Oakland in the Bay Area, right? It's always got some right. cold wind going, and it's you know whatever the the summer is like winter, whatever. I went to an Oakland game and sat in the sun, uh, really close to the front because nobody was there, and it's the literally the hottest I've ever been. There's so, so, like the sun was beating <laughs> directly down on that stadium, like there was some magnifying glass thing going on, and and I am convinced that it is like, I think every day there there's some there's some cosmic thing that it's like. Yeah, let's let's see what mischief we can create over at Oakland, uh, you know, Alameda Stadium or whatever the thing is called now. So, uh, yeah, so it it is a righteous cause, no question about that. I like it. it. It's the only place
1: in the world where you are you you, when you go to a game, you feel like you might be in danger, (laughs) but not from a not from like a drunken fan. But from the actual stadium, it feels like the actual stadium is threatening you like it could collapse on you or like something could could some monster could come out of the could bust out of Kool-Aid man style out of the wall or something. Like it. It's a terrifying bill. It's a nightmare building. And I've and they need I mean, obviously, they've been trying to get a new stadium forever. But, you know, it, that it, they never will. I don't think they never will. So this is a bad idea. Don't don't become <laughs> an A's fan. You can't go see your team play. You literally can't go if you're an A's fan. It's too scary. It's too dangerous.
0: You know what's really fun is getting off of the the train there and then walking across that bridge to that stadium where you're oh just my gosh, <laughs> it is it really does feel like being in some sort of post apocalyptic uh, you know world. Linda,
1: I'm I'm not kidding. When you take the BART, which is a great, great. Uh, public yeah. transportation system, you walk across a long walkway scary. that it has that has barbed wire on it like it's like you're walking into like long poke correctional facility it is the it's the craziest thing and 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 it's like there's basically that's the only way to get in you walk up these stairs and across this long walkway and what you hear whether it's being actually said or not but what you hear as you're making that walk is dead man walking like that, that's what that's what is reverberating through the sky as you walk into a baseball game in the middle of the afternoon <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, right. so you're you're selling it on the basis of like vaguely menacing.
1: I'm selling it as like if you re- if you want a project, yeah. if you if you want a team that's a true like rehabilitation yeah. project re- for, the, really, for the team for the like, stadium,
2: really, really the guys that I liked in college.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now,
0: we're, <laughs> now we're getting somewhere, right here.
1: Yeah, I got, it. I got it. This is a this is the A's are the baseball equivalent of like. A guy who like hasn't a job in like three years and like has it kind of has a band maybe, yeah. but they don't seem to rehearse ever, yeah. and he like disappears for like four days at a time and you don't know where he is. <laughs> like it. <laughs> oh, the Oakland. But he's like, but he's nice, but he treats you decently. Mm-hmm. Like he's not like mean. No, like, no. You know, no. He's, no, he's, he's like he's got he's got certain qualities that are undeniably sort of positive qualities. That's, it's just that like the, around the edges, it's very sketchy. Yeah. He, he has that. talent. You've heard the band. The band is good. The band, <laughs> when they play, the band is pretty good. <laughs> yeah, when they actually play. <laughs> all right. Uh, okay. So what we? All right. So how are we going to do this? Now, what are we going to do? I, I feel like it's unfair to ask Linda to make this decision now. I feel like you have to mull this all over and then. Come back some, some day down the road and let us know what you've decided.
2: Yeah, that's fine.
0: I think that's that's All right. good. Alright, but you but you have to at least tell us what which way you're leaning. You have to give us at least a couple of teams that have sparked your interest.
2: Yeah, I think most likely I'm gonna hold a runoff between the Astros and the Ooh. Dodgers. Oh, they're both his picks.
0: That's horrible. Yeah, they are. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that hurts.
1: Two good choices. Two very good choices. They are really good choices. I would say they are
0: really good choices.
1: Yeah. Houston has the advantage of only being an hour behind you, right? That's, uh, that's in their the starting time.
2: That's the advantage. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're also um, big but, and, and, teams.
0: I mean, there's the there, you're definitely you're definitely getting on. You're 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 being born on second base.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. and by by the way, Houston. Houston, LA is a potential World that Series really matchup happen. this year, like a very legitimately possible World Series matchup. So theoretically, you could wait until the end of the year, <laughs> and then if they face off, just like pick the winner, well, or and would, then nice. you or, like,
0: or would you pick the loser? Ooh, oh. these are
2: again, s- we're getting into my psyche here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> these are such difficult questions. Well, there you go. So, 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 Linda, was it everything you hoped it would be?
2: and more and more
0: <laughs> i don't think you can say anything more than that so now should we let should we let linda uh, do a one last oh, meaningless thing oh she has thing? prepared one i was just about oh, to great. say and i am Excellent. i am actually going to play the music this time all right so here we go time for one last right. meaningless thing
3: it's one last meaningless thing to end this meaningless thing we talk about sports and which is our terrible places to go. No hot fruit for Michael, nor die coke for Joe The podcast Wo It's one last woo.
0: There you go. So Linda it's so I, beautiful. Oh, it is beautiful.
2: <laughs> that's the number one. That's the number one song on my playlist.
0: I think Linda is our guest. I think you've got to go first. Okay. Great.
2: Um, So the best thing I could think of was that – and I mentioned this on Twitter, so I apologize to those of you who have already heard it. But I got an email promoting next year's Backstreet Boys cruise. (laughs) (laughs) And it made me realize that the Backstreet Boys have an annual cruise.
0: Wow. And –
2: I felt like all of a sudden I immediately began campaigning publicly to be sent on the Backstreet Boys (laughs) cruise.
1: How could you not?
2: Right, because in uh, uh, 2005, 2005, I think, I was dating a guy who was a music critic. And I went to visit him and he took me to the Backstreet Boys because he was reviewing them. So I have seen the Backstreet Boys before. Wow. And so I feel like I want to go see what a Backstreet Boys cruise is like <laughs> and what their fans are like and how the, how the whole thing has changed since 2005.
1: Now, let me ask you, I've, I've, uh, I have 280 questions. <laughs> at least. <laughs> uh, at least. <laughs> so uh, do you have – how much information about the Backstreet Boys cruise do you actually have based on this email?
2: Um, I mean, I have some, I have some, I mean, it's, it's not until early next year, you know, it's, I have time. Well, the the reason
1: I ask is I ask because, uh, you know, Gronk, Rob Gronkowski of the New England Patriots, a, uh, who's like a, basically like a. A golden retriever puppy in yes. a human, in human baseball football player form. He had he had this thing called the Gronk Cruise that like they sold. It was like come on this cruise with Gronk and we'll party and drink beer and ostensibly smash the beer cans on our foreheads and you know <laughs> go crazy. But then the the details of it were so hilarious because I believe that the people, the the company that sort of organized the cruise didn't. It wasn't like they bought the whole ship. It was like the you know one seventh of the ship was, like, Gronk cruisers. (laughs) And then the rest of it was just people who, like, wanted to go on a cruise for a nice vacation. Yeah. And the Gronk people were just a waking nightmare for everybody else because they were just partying and loud and crazy and nightmarish and awful. And it, like, ruined everyone else's time. So my theory is this is probably a similar situation where the backstreet like you you buy you and your family want to go on a nice 4 day cruise and then just i want it that way is just being sung a cappella like around the clock and you're losing your mind is that, do you know if that's the case or not? I
2: I don't know. I don't know. But like that's a gra- that would be a great story, right? Like that would be a great story of all the families trying to run away from people singing the Backstreet Boys.
1: <laughs> singing Backstreets back.
2: Singing Backstreet's- oh, the tagline, the tagline on the cruise's webpage says Backstreets back on the boat.
1: Oh, this is amazing. Wow. Isn't it amazing? You have to you have to get this assignment. You have to you <laughs> I mean, do whatever it takes. I need the like I need the David Foster Wallace cruise ship article about this cruise oh my God. Right. written by you. About the Backstreet
2: yeah. Boys cruise, right? Of course. It's the uh-huh. greatest.
0: That is the greatest. The, the only thing that I even can think of that's similar is if you go to Las Vegas, you can go to the KISS miniature golf uh place <laughs> in one of the horrible casinos, <laughs> sure. like the Luxors. I don't even know which casino it is. It's probably not uh-huh. the Luxor. Um No, that's it. There's literally it's it's a KISS Uh, miniature golf thing and and we went, of course, uh, because a friend of mine actually works with Kiss and we went and the people there, clearly they brought their kids. They just wanted to play miniature golf. It was very disconcerting. It was very Mm -hmm. disconcerting to watch people who just wanted a regular putt-putt experience.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Who's next, Joe? You You are next. You are next. Uh, All right. Uh, I uh, don't like... The pre, the pre-parabolized uh, baseball hat brims. <laughs> that, uh, where you buy you buy hats now. This has been it's been this case for a long time, but you buy them now, and the the brims are already curved. Right. That stinks. The, the the, and I I know I sound like an old an old man, an old traditionalist. But the whole the fun of buying a hat was it came super flat. And then you, with your own two hands, <laughs> put in the work to curve it to your liking. And now every hat that – I bought my son another hat recently. Every hat comes pre-curved, and I don't like it. I don't think they should do that. Some of them don't, actually. Some of them don't. You, There are hats that come flat that, like uh, – that. Uh, but some people prefer to wear them to wear the brims flat. But if you – I think they should all come flat because then if you want it flat, you leave it flat. And if you want it curved, you, you curve it yourself. That's part of the fun of breaking in a hat to me in the same way that it's fun to break in a baseball glove. Yeah.
0: I can't go with you on this. Really? I can't, I'm sorry. I can't really? go with you on this. No. Not, look. Well, here's here's my thinking. I love the idea of breaking in the hat. I think that's true. And I do think these kids today wanting everything pre-done, I get it. I get the old guy thing. However, have you seen Pete Rose lately, like on TV when he does Fox stuff? He always wears no. that hat with a flat brim. It's just completely flat, like completely flat, and it's just wearing like right over his eyebrows, and it's the stupidest looking thing I've ever seen. I, but that's his I choice. That's no, I'm, I, saying, no, I'm saying he doesn't yeah. get that choice. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying he does not <laughs> get that choice.
2: I don't think that's I don't think that's the problem with how Pete Rose looks. These days. <laughs> <laughs> like,
0: that's like that's an
1: excellent point. Yeah. yeah. Hey.
2: To me, it's like the. Um, it's like di- buying distressed furniture from Pottery Barn. Uh, yeah, it's that's a like,
1: good point.
2: That's it's like a it's a counterfeit uh, it's a counterfeit authenticity for people who actually don't own anything for any period of time <laughs> long enough to make it look used. Um, <laughs> so it's it's I don't I yeah no it, this is true this is correct flat.
0: furniture. I can property. I can see that I, the distressed furniture thing kind of turned me a little bit. That that is a good point. I I oh I want the option. Where but I think that you need to sign like a piece of paper that says you will curve your hat at some point. Cause I just don't think the flat hat just looks too stupid. I'm sorry, it just looks wrong. It just looks wrong. I mean, it looks stupid on it looks stupid on Pete Rhodes, it might not look
1: stupid on somebody else. I'm just saying. Like that uh, you it should be your choice.
0: Uh-huh. All right. I, I I can sort of go with you there. All right. Uh my one last meaningless thing could not be more meaningless. Uh I literally just uh a couple of weeks ago Got one of those phone cases that you can carry credit cards and money in, like the, the – the just like it flips open and there are like a few slots for credit cards and your driver's license or whatever and maybe like if, if you want to carry any money, like a little pouch. This has changed my life. It has completely changed my life. I don't carry a wallet anymore. I had no idea how great it is to not carry a wallet around and I realize uh, that that probably means nothing to to people but that's why it's meaningless.
1: Uh, I have haven't carried a wallet in like 20 years. Really? I think wallets are. Yeah, I I have like a tiny. I have one of those little tiny credit. Like it's like a little single credit card holder that doesn't hold money. I keep my money in like another pocket. But yeah, it's like four credit cards in my driver's license. Oh, That's like, it. I, the, on, wallets on board. are
0: too. They're they're too bulky. They're I can't take it. Yeah. Yeah. I've always been a wallet person, and they're they're horrifying. Well. <laughs>
2: dudes man i listen to i listen to dudes talk about how they carry their stuff and i'm like where do you put your sunglasses where do you put your your i don't even know it's that where do you put your paperback book like this is what happens when you're raised carrying a purse i'm like how small yeah. can you get your stuff i
3: don't know
1: well, it, it's a problem there, there there's another problem for sunglasses because there's no way to store sunglasses on your person that either doesn't put the sunglasses at risk or make you look like a total bag. yeah like if you hang them from the from in the front of your shirt what about the back you know, of your shirt that's the, the worst. back of your shirt is even worse that's like that is just the on your head is bad and they fall <laughs> off like you can't put them in your pocket it really is a, it's especially out in california it's a big it's a huge problem I'm constantly thinking about how I look like a like a just a ding <laughs> ding dong. There's I a put.
2: so so you've seen Shark Tank. You know what Shark Tank is. Sure. So there was a person on Shark Tank who had a product that was a little hook, and then it has a magnet for a back. And so you put the hook on the front of your shirt, and then you put the magnet on the back, like on the other side of your shirt, and it holds the clip. To your shirt, so that now you have like a little hook hanging off your shirt. Do you see what I'm saying? It's attached. Sure. It's like if you pinned it on, except it's held on with a magnet. Magnet. And then you hang your glasses on it.
1: Uh, I wouldn't, I would not invest in that <laughs>
0: product. I'm
2: just saying, other people are trying to solve this problem.
0: Other than magnetism, you know, undoubtedly causing cancer since it's just going right through your body entirely. Um, yeah, I don't want a hook on my front of my shirt. Look, I am of the belief, and I've said this uh, to many, many, many people, and nobody sees. It's it's ludicrous that men do not carry purses. I, I there should be, it should absolutely be cool, and everybody should accept it that men will carry purses. It's it drives me nuts that we don't get to carry purses.
2: You got to live that well, purse carry life, purse, man. Live that purse yeah. life. <laughs>
1: I'm just saying. Well Linda, this has been so fun. I'm so uh, I'm so happy that someone else besides me and Joe talked. <laughs> <This> ha- <laughs> and I'm doubly happy that it was you.
0: This ha- this has been fun. Thank you so much for joining us, Linda. We we hope you'll come back to tell us uh who you picked. I absolutely will. Awesome. All right. Well, Michael, as always, thank you. Joe, thanks for having me.